You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Before we begin, I'd love to highlight our sponsor, Jane. The team at Jane understands that that choosing a practice management software can feel like a daunting task, and finding the right fit for your medical aesthetics clinic really matters. That's why they've created helpful and thorough onboarding resources you can rely on. And this is critical, guys. This is what I recommend for a smooth and stress-free onboarding process. First, sign up for a one-on-one demo call with a member of their team. This can give you a better sense of how Jane can work for your clinic and they'll even personalize it for you so that you can see the workflows that you're actually interested in. Now, if you think Jane would be a good fit for your clinic, make sure you use our link to sign up, Nurse CEO, for use that, um, that's our code. You want to use that for a one month grace period while you settle in, okay? Really important. Um, Or if you want to learn on your own, you can access the Jane guide for self-serve tutorials and videos. But what you want to do right now is head to jane.app slash start to begin your Jane journey. Now let's get back to the show. Hi, this is Katie Harris. This is an episode of the Nursepreneurs podcast. Today we have Courtney Hoganson on with us from Callite. Uh, Courtney, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you start out just by giving us a background about you as a nurse um, and give us a little brief history of your nursing career. Sure. So um, I I originally had studied film and TV and moved out to Hollywood and worked in TV and film production. Oh, that's exciting. (laughs) It was kind of exciting in your early 20s. um, But then, you know, it just, I I didn't see myself doing that long-term. I had this, I worked at Nickelodeon. So I was the coolest to like my nieces and nephews and everyone, but I just didn't see myself doing that long-term, even though you can make a lot of money. I just, I would look at my boss and she had all this money in the world and she was just so miserable. And I was like, oh, okay, what's something I can do? I feel like I'll help people, but I can also maybe have a a job. So I went back to school, became a nurse. um, And I was at UCLA um, and I ended up in the CTICU because I thought, well, if I'm going to continue, if I want to become a nurse practitioner, if I want to become a CRNA, if I want to do all these things, I need to start in one of those like type A. So I was going to say, that seems like the kind of unit where you go to like be miserable. (laughs) I mean, it it was amazing. I mean, we saw all kinds of stuff. It was in in UCLA was a really great system. They're really good to their nurses. Like it was a really great place to start, but you know, less than two years into it, I thought I was going to be going back to school and, you know, continuing that. And I just, I got that entrepreneurial bug and I thought, I can do home care better than all these other people can. I'll start a non-medical home care agency. And so I- Wow, wait, 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 wait. So you went from ICU to non-medical home care. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, in the ICU, I would see these patients that would keep coming back and there were all these gaps in our healthcare system. And I thought, gosh, if they had a nurse really helping them navigate outside of it, then, you know, they wouldn't be coming in so often and they wouldn't have all these exacerbations. So I started my first business and just being nurse led, I found there was so much value going to those appointments, um, you know, doing those. It's just, it's such a difference when you go to the ER or something and you have a caregiver or you have a nurse that yeah. knows what to say and to like triage. 
Wait, so what, what year is this? Is like, when does this happen? This was 2012. I became a nurse in 2011. And then 2012, I was like, I'm going to start a business. Wow. <laughs> That's it's yeah. so impressive. That is really impressive. And especially home care, um, or even, I mean, even non-medical home care, like how did you know that you could do it? You know, I picked up a book. It was like home care, how to like a one-on-one book. And I just thought if all these other people that don't have any medical training at all are starting a business and doing this, I think I can do it better. And I just, you know, like through the school of hard knocks, like just kind of figured it out and, and reached out to people, asked questions and wasn't afraid to, you know, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. There was no way that I could just do that on my own. So I reached out to different people and just asked for advice and within like, but I think the key thing that happened with me is I didn't dig my heels in and say, this is what I said I'm going to do. I'm going to stay here and do it forever. I learned how to pivot pretty early on. And I kept seeing these other doors opening um, that, that fit me much better. I was like, okay, so non-medical home care, it's a lot of work. And, it, and sometimes it's like herding cats and putting out fires nonstop. <laughs> And you're like the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This is not what I thought it was going to be. But I, I started to recognize that if I would go to the ER or I would go to the hospital or a doctor's appointment with a patient, that patient was so much better off. And I started to just see these things lining up. And I had these families say, gosh, Courtney, if we could hire someone like you, a nurse to go with mom and dad to all their, appoint all their appointments, to manage their medications, to help them hire and train caregivers and nurses and all those things. And I just was like, okay, that sounds much more reasonable where I'm only responsible for my schedule and not everyone else's. And so I, I got into care management in 2013. I joined the Aging Life Care Association and I started doing care management full-time where I would be like a patient advocate I usually had about 10 patients at a time, depending on what their needs were, but I was like the patient quarterback. I went to all the doctor's appointments. I, you know, would refill those pill boxes. I had the master medication list. I was like the expert on each and every one of those patients. And, you know, I took pride in like making sure they were well. Um, that's amazing. And it's, it's, it's funny because we paralleled that because around 2013, I had decided that I wanted to do something like that for stroke patients and, you know, take care of stroke patients. And, you know, I, I apparently the hospital didn't like that. So I, I got, a, you know, snuffed out of that because um, it was a conflict of interest. And in retrospect, it was a conflict of interest because I was trying to take the stroke patients as they were leaving from the hospital where right. I worked. <laughs> so There's like so many gaps, it's yeah. like trying to help, but at the same right. time, like, Right. And you probably, like you said, in the CTICU, you would see these patients come back and they weren't any better and their primary care doesn't know what to do with them. And it, it's the same thing with stroke patients. Um, but, you know, what's interesting about this is, you know, I there's a lot of nurses out there looking to do stuff like what you're talking about. And the need is huge, but, you know, it doesn't always seem like people want to pay for the service. They want you to do it like for free. So how did you manage that kind of like aspect of it? So I found that joining the Aging Life Care Association, they, it's also called ALCA, um, that was a huge help. And most of the professionals in that organization come from a social work background or different type of background. There were very few nurses in it, but the but I did find a couple of nurses and I just like really was like, take me with you, teach me what you know. 
and they were so wonderful and they just really helped me, you know, figure out how to do these contracts and these agreements and to make sure that you're going to get paid. I think one of the most important things I did was I didn't quit my day job. I didn't just like, okay, I'm going to start a business. And cause that is so stressful. You have to pay your bills, you know? And so I hung on to my job at UCLA for a couple of years. I was on the float team. I was on the ICU resource team. And I was just kind of waiting till my side hustle became my main gig. And, you know, it took a little while. I think I was just kind of trying to figure it out. You know, it didn't happen overnight. That's for sure. But it just kept escalating and growing. And the next thing that happened was it was also Los Angeles. You've got a lot of pretty affluent people there um, who want those types of services. They know about those services and they need them and they appreciate them. So it's like, it felt like such a win, win, win doing that. But I also started to encounter these patients who said, gosh, if we could have a team of nurses with mom and dad, like nurses from UCLA. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's possible. I don't think that exists. And I, so I started to really figure out like, okay, There's registries here, there's agencies here, there's private duty, there's all these things. And I would go to these agencies and registries and sometimes they'd send me like a great nurse and it was fantastic. Other times they'd send me like a nurse with a pulse or someone that, you know, just wasn't appropriate. And I would say, no, 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 you don't understand. This client is X, Y, Z, VIP, yada, yada. It's in their home. Um, And it got to the point, Katie, where, I was getting so many of those requests that I said, I've got to start doing this myself. I have to start vetting these people. I have to start my own private duty nurse registry. And so in 2018, I started Heal at Home Nursing with another nurse care manager. And we we said, oh, we're not going to advertise. We're not going to market. We're just going to take care of our own care management clients. And it just took off. It took off. And so I actually sold that business a little more than oh, wow. a year. And now I'm on my next venture. <laughs> Which is call light, right? Which is call light. Because I thought, you know, we're able to help so many of these families that are affluent, but what do all the other families do? And I just kept thinking, there are some of these nurses that are rock stars. And can we have a system where they they, they start to build up ratings and reviews? And those that are the rock stars are going to be able to charge more. They're going to be, you know, it's almost like Airbnb for nurses, you know, like Airbnb. Um, but I really I want like it. to be, we're getting rid of the middleman. And so, you know, we're saving 30 to 50% off of the top of the cost for these clients. And it's just, maybe they don't need a nurse 24 seven, but right now, what do you do if you need to find a private duty nurse? Do you go you go to a registry or agency, it's very expensive. So it's very cost prohibitive. You don't really get to pick who you have. You just kind of get somebody. Um, and I just remember helping all these families do this. And I thought, I know how to do this. I can really help them. I know how to interview them. I know how to vet them. I know all the things that they need to. So my dream was to build call lights so that, you know, we could really make it efficient, make it safe, make it, you know, affordable, all those things. Okay. Yeah. I love this. I got lots of questions though. <laughs> um, you know, cause I was looking at your website as we were talking and stuff and I'm like, this doesn't look like non-medical home care, but yeah, no, uh, not at all. 
<laughs> and it and what you're talking about the the whole that kind of like boutique nursing where yeah you're right you never know who you're going to get and i remember starting up uh you know kind of the um the framework of of going from stroke patients into what we call concierge nursing um and creating something like that for plastic surgery patients starting with them because they you know they're spending money out of pocket anyway so they're they were more inclined to spend money on a, on a nurse but that whole concept and i remember having a physician say well you know why would i hire you i could just get somebody off a of craigslist and i'm like yeah first of all who uses craigslist like what kind of nurses ever seeing themselves on Craigslist. And second of all, like you, you're right, you'll get a pulse. But I mean, the, you know, the, the, the nurse and the personality, it, it just, it has to jive and they don't, that's not how anybody recruits. It's like a completely different concept. And, and I love that you're doing that. Um, so tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, how you go about vetting these nurses. Um, you know, what's your kind of secret sauce for finding people? Well, honestly, one of the best places to find these rock star nurses are from other rock star nurses. Um, I've found- They hang out together. <laughs> they hang out together, you know. <laughs> they really do though. And I found that the nurses that do concierge nursing and private duty nursing, which is pretty much the same thing, they tend to know other nurses that do that and they like to build their own teams because you could be the best concierge nurse in the world, but you can't be there 24 seven. So you really need to find these allies and these other nurses that can, you know, be boots on the ground or, you know, pick up these other shifts because let's say you, you have a 24 seven case whether it's short-term or long-term, it's going to take four to six nurses to fill out that schedule. If it's literally 24 seven to do it right. And to have, you know, continuity of care, it's going to take four to six nurses. And just like you said, you know, it's all about the personality. And just because someone's a great ICU nurse does not mean they're going to be a great concierge nurse or vice versa. Um, and so these nurses like to work with other team players and they like to build their own team if they can. And so I've found one of the best way to find nurses is to ask for referrals and then pay them for it. You know, I'll say, yeah. Hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks. If you send me a nurse that ends up working with me. And so yeah. some nurses are just like, okay, I've got five nurses for you. Uh, yeah. Where are you located? I'll send you some nurses. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually in the Austin area. Um, I was in Los Angeles for quite some time and that's where most of my my clientele, my nurses, they're mostly in California, but I'm in the Austin area and call light. We're really, we're, we're being very intentional. We're trying to, you know, just take on cases that we can handle. We want to do it right. We don't want to just, you know, take care of everyone and say we can do it. Um, like right now, we technically were not planning to launch till October 9th, but I had a former client reach out and say, we're moving from California to Tennessee. You set us up with this team of nurses a couple of years ago. We still have them, the majority of them. We would love, we heard about call light. Are you doing that in Tennessee? And I thought, oh gosh, no, like I can't, I can't do that. I can't be spinning my wheels, like doing this one-off thing, but it's such a nice family. And I talked to their nurse and I just said, well, how much time do you guys have? And she said, oh, I think we have about two months. And I was like, oh, well now that's another story. And so really we started much sooner than we thought we would because we were waiting for all the, the technical stuff to be working on the app. 
Um, but when a client comes to you and they need you and, and I asked them, how's it going your search? And they were like, it's like crickets. We don't have a lot of options. And so we just got to work and started to staff for that. But, um, so really we're, we're kind of in pockets. I would say the majority of our cases are in Southern California and, um, you know, in just different regions. We also have West, West Palm beach. There's a couple in, you know, Arizona. So it just kind of depends. Now, as uh, do you refer to yourself as like a private duty uh, facility and with the state of California in particular, was it difficult to get registered? Did you have to register as a home care or something like that? Right. So when I did home care there, I did have to register as a home care agency. Um, when I started doing the private duty nursing, um, I had to register as a registry. And so I had to get an attorney who really specialized in healthcare law. And she would teach us, you know, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. And um, so in California, there are actually very specific laws and rules, regulations for private duty nurse registries. So we just followed that, like, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, and then are you planning on launching this in Texas as well, or are you going to stay in California? You know, I know that California is where the majority of my nurses and everything is, but I still am getting calls for in the Austin area or San Antonio. I, I would really love to have a location in all these metropolitan areas. Um, but I think there needs to be a nurse like me, like there needs to be a head nurse who really knows this team and knows these people. So it just kind of depends on where the need is and where the nurses are. I found that when you have a job, nurses come out of the woodwork. If it's a job they want, you right. know? So now do you consider Collate like a staffing agency? I would consider it as a double-sided healthcare marketplace. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of like care.com. It's kind of like urban sitter, um, like these babysitting sites. Um, it's really just like a matchmaker. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right. And and so, all right, so we're in Southern California and you're doing uh, this matchmaking. So where do these clients come from? Are they all just from referral? They've heard of you um, or do you do yeah. marketing? Well, because I did um, care management and I did home care, you know, I did that. I bootstrapped it, you know, from my first business to the next. And so I was out there doing all the networking, all the marketing, all those things, you know, so Fortunately, I was able to build up a pretty good reputation and kind of got to know people. Um, I would join, you know, I, I was a member of this group called Provisors, which was pretty big in California. And it was like these professional um, people. It was like attorneys, CPAs, um, wealth managers, all sorts of people. But I kind of started going to those once a month and it was like a big networking thing. And I would get referrals from estate planning attorneys, elder law attorneys, um, concierge doctor practices, UCLA, Cedars-Sinai. So it just, once somebody starts needing your services, then you just really take care of them and they'll always call you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, I, you know, I always talk about like, uh, my neurosurgeons, I always work neurocritical care and it's like, as soon as I started trusting you, you were like the only person that 
could do whatever it was that they wanted, even if it was just like to pick up a, you know, a post-it note or something. It's like, you were the only person that could do it. And you're like, come on, there's like 10 other people here. And it's probably the same thing in business. When you find like one really good person, it's like, you just keep going back to that uh, because it's safe and it's, uh, it's, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, tell me more about, um, I guess, the types of cases that you have at this point. And I also want to hear about the app. Sure. So the types of cases, you know, they could be short term or long term. The cases that I really, really love are those long term ones where you get to know the families, you get to know the nurses, and it becomes like a, a team, really. But there are cases where someone will have some sort of cognitive impairment, like Alzheimer's or, or what have you, and they just need more care. Most of the time, to be perfectly honest, Katie, they don't need a nurse. They just want a nurse because they recognize, you know, the, the, the level of like assessment skills, triaging, all those things. Like you just, you get what you pay for. And I found that a lot of these people just said, look, we've, we've got the money. We may not need a nurse, but we want a team of nurses. And I just found that, you know, when, when you've got these teams of nurses together, um, yeah, it's just, I just lost train of thought. Like, yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, you don't you don't accept insurance or anything like that, right? So yeah, we don't accept insurance. Um, it's all private pay. And so with call light, what I'm really trying to do is cut out that 30 to 50% markup that we really had to do as a registry and an agency before. Um, so I'm trying to make it so that the clinicians can ask for the rates that they want and get it, and then also the patients. Have yeah, like that, that's where I want to go next, because I, so I see when you go on here for like nurses and stuff, it says to to register and, and fill out an account and stuff. So what happens when you fill out an account and, and how does this work for nurses? So if you're a, if you're a nurse, or if you're a clinician, you go on there and you register, it takes you to the web based app and you basically give us your resume, your nursing license. We, we check all these things. We're checking professional references, which is key because if someone looks perfect on paper, but you can't get a hold of their references, there's usually something off. So we always check at least two professional references have to be good. We make sure they have malpractice and liability insurance because every nurse needs to have that yes. no matter where they work. Um, and so we just, we go through this whole vetting process, which I've done in the past. Um, and I just, you know, that's, that's how the nurses get on there. And then they can create a professional profile. Once we've vetted them and said, yep, you're, you're in, then they can create a professional profile, much like, you know, care.com or urban sitter, where they put their picture, they put their resume, they do a little intro video if they want to. Um, they also have ratings and reviews from past clients. So you can see, you know, what, what they do. And if you're a care seeker, it's kind of the same way you go on there, you register and you say, I need care for so-and-so for this, for that. And then, you know, we, we come in and help them. They create a profile and then they post a job say, you know, here's what I'm looking for. I need these nurses and the nurses can apply for it. They can communicate back and forth. And then, you know, what's great is they can actually bill through the app. So the nurses get paid through the app, the client pays through the app. And then how we make money is we, we do a very small platform fee of 5% that we take from the, the care seeker side, because they're already saving 30 to 50%. Right, right. Wow. Um, okay. So, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's taken oh a while God. to figure out, like, do you do a subscription model? Do you do this? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the care 
speakers end up paying um, the the five percent. Uh, so the nurses they get their rate. Um, okay. Um, all right. Well, that's amazing. So, I and mean, how hard was that to put together the app? And oh, you know, it it's take. Look, I had the idea my when my son was born when I was hiring like my first part time nanny. I got the idea because I was already doing the private duty nurse registry and the care management, but I went to hire a babysitter for my son. And I found, you know, through like a mom's group or something, face club, I mean, Facebook, um, you know, I found this mom's club and found this girl. And I said, well, I need to check your references. I don't, you look great on paper, but I just need to check these things. And she said, can I give you my ratings and review page from urban sitter? And I was like, what is she talking about? She's like 20, you know? And so she showed this to me and I go on this site, um, urban sitter. And I'm just like, oh my goodness if someone could build this for private duty nursing, this would make my life so much easier. And I remember telling people about it. This was like six and a half years ago. My son's almost seven. I remember telling people, I was like, well, I've got a newborn. I'm I'm not going to do it. You should do it. You should do it. And I'm like telling all these other people they should do it and cut to years later, still doesn't exist. And it's very needed. It's so needed. Like people just need a little bit more you know, filling in those gaps in the, in the care. And so it got to the point, Katie, where I was like, who else is going to build this, mm-hmm. you know, and some big corporation surely can come in and like throw a bunch of money. But I'm like, who's going to care more than a nurse? Who's going to like really take care of the nurses and take care of the patients and try to do right by everybody. Like, I right. think in our healthcare system, there's such a lack of transparency and visibility. And what I'm really trying to do is just like, look, if you're really great, we're going to know it and it's going right. to show and you're going to start showing that you're getting repeat bookings and all those things. Cause that matters. It does matter because people look at that stuff. And I mean, it, it exists out there for docs and nurse practitioners like health grades or something like that, even though they don't seem to take it seriously because everybody's has a ghost picture and you know, it, it, it's not well utilized, but I mean, you know, I spend a lot of time reading book reviews and that's a, investment, you know, like when you have a nurse coming into your house to take care of you, I mean, it's important to know who you're bringing in. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I had the same experience too. We have a lot of parallels here because I got an au pair and, you know, you get like a thousand profiles to go through. And I'm like, good God, like, how how do you decide who to choose? And the the one person I ended up taking, um, he had a video and, you know, you could see the energy level. Like I liked his energy level. Some people were like, well, like, I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's not going to work in my household. <laughs> but he was very calm. And, and, you know, I just, I felt good, um, you know, hiring him from the video, the reviews, you know, his kind of whole like profile. And it, it just worked out amazing. And I think that video is key, you know, like just having all those things and the the transparency and the visibility, because just because someone's a great nurse doesn't mean they're a good fit for this job or this family or this team. You just never know. Right. Yeah. We do the same thing with coaching. You know, I, I set people up uh, with coaches and, you know, my sales team will call me and they'll say, I have so-and-so, you know, I think they should go with this coach. And I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't know about that. Like what you just said, like, I don't think they're, they're perfect personalities are going to clash. It's going to be a problem. And it's because you know the people that you can make that assessment. But when it gets too big, it it gets out of your hands and you do have to rely on reviews and videos and, and resumes and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, All right. Well, what is the, the big vision for this? 
I mean, the big vision is I want this to go, I want this to be everywhere. I really want, for lack of a better way to describe it, I want it to be the Uber of nurses, but not like, you know, who's showing up to your house. You're not just getting some random person. Like, you know, I want this to be so that nurses can be anywhere. Like, I'm sure this happens to you when you're on vacation or somewhere, something happens and it's like, is there a nurse or a doctor available? Yeah. Like, why can't we go help people? And look, the way that the the world is going, we're, we're trying to change it so that nurses can actually have billable services like doctors can, therapists can. God help us. <laughs> I totally, hope so. Slowly but yeah. surely. So at some point, everyone's going to be able to choose their own nurse. And these nurses are going to be in, in these trusted places like Call Light, where we've vetted them. We make sure they have their insurance, their license. All these things are all put together. But then you know, we're creating this system where people can go on there and, and, and find them. And yeah, just, I love it because I mean, this is honestly the first time that I've ever heard anybody talk about like the quality of nursing and have it out there for everyone to see, because there's a massive difference um, in, in nursing care and you can't lump them all together. It's just, and to have some sort of objective way to choose some and, and reviews are amazing. I mean, you can always get some jerk or troll out there, but you know, like for the most part, I think, and especially if you have triple digit reviews, you can pretty much trust what they're saying. Yeah. And we're trying to, we don't want it to be Yelp. We don't want it to be where like someone's brother or sister or mom could go on there and do it. Like these are verified patients that can rate and review. So, you know, they're legitimate, you know? Right. Right. Um, no, I love it. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see like 4 million nurses on your platform. I think nurses should be able to help when they want to help, you know, and, and they should get paid for their services. Like, of course, we're going to do a lot of things for free. We do that. You know, people ask you questions, medical questions all the time. I'm sure. Like right. how many times have you said like, I'm actually not a vet. I'm a nurse. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that, that happens all the time. So we're just, we're trying to make it so that it's easier for patients. It's easier for nurses. And it's just easier for people to get care and like the right care. And, you know, can nurses make their own schedules? Can they make their, the, do they want to work 12 hour shifts? Maybe they do. I personally cannot imagine working a 12 hour shift ever again. No, me either. I didn't well, mind 10 hours because I, I like getting off at five and going home. You know, that was fine. Like, but the 12 hours, that was a killer. So there's these long-term cases where, you know, you have nurses that are doing these 12 hour shifts and they're, they're fine with that. But then you've got these other ones where they go once a week to go check on the patient or once a day. And they start to build up more and more patients where it becomes like, this is their job. They, they do this full time and other nurses do it like a side hustle, you know, like those plastic surgery cases, the post-op cases. And, you know, that way they're able to keep their job at UCLA or Cedars, but then they can pick up this every now and then, you know? I love it. Um, well, I'm looking forward to it coming to Philadelphia. <laughs> That's where I'm <laughs> located. Um, but if people are interested in registering with your uh, your program, well, as a nurse um, or as a caregiver, or uh, if they just want to get in touch with you, where can they go and find out more? Yeah, they can just go to our website. It's www.callight.com. And that's C-A-L-L hyphen L-I-G-H-T.com. Um, and we've got our phone number on there. We've got email, we're on social, all the things. So that's how you find us. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this with us, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. 
This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.